What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Geek Domination Podcast. I'm Zane Coppage, and over here on my right is Anthony Tyson. Bazine Natal. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, actually a cool freaking character from the latest ebook I'm reading currently oh, yeah? in the Star Wars universe. See, everyone, I told you I would every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, which book? Okay, I'll, I'll talk it to, about it more when we get into, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. into it. But it's, uh, it's so called The Perfect Weapon. There you guys go. Weapon. Perfect Weapon, yeah. Bazine Tall. Yeah. This week's cool. character. Yeah, important because she'll be in The Force Awakens. So there's that. Uh, today is December 8th, 2015. And uh, yeah, today's topic, just so we can get that out in the air real quick, is uh, this past week we had the Game Awards 2015. Yay. And we had PlayStation Experience. Uh, also, yay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, smaller announcements, but centric to PlayStation user base, which, albeit, there were also stuff that's on every console that was announced there as well. Sure, yeah. So, that, I found that interesting, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the stuff that signed, you know, exclusive early release deal stuff with them or whatever that crap but anyways just go on and get into our weeks um so first up i'll go on ahead and get started uh yeah so this week i, I bought blops i just want to put it out there i did Fun. buy it okay um, you've been meaning to do that for a while i have i was considering it heavily i looked at reviews i looked at a bunch of stuff i was really trying to like make a decision because i am one of those people that's like call of duty is a series that i don't ever <laughs> want to get too involved in Let's as just, a franchise. Let's just call a spade a spade. Call of Duty is a shit series for the most as part. As a whole. As a whole. But with one gem like every five-ish years. Yes. Because it's it's an annualized game. Yeah. So you can't look at it like you're gonna be a winner every year. If you mm-hmm. want to keep up on certain story details, that might be on you. But that's like Assassin's Creed at least justified it by having a decent story for so long. Yeah. I'll say that for so long because it eventually started dwindling on a few couple yeah. series. But Syndicate <laughs> I've heard is amazing, so I'll eventually get that too. But um with blops yeah same deal just you know it was one of those things where i was like you know Treyarch has done a really good job whenever they had no call of duty franchise they just tend to do it pretty well um you know i didn't buy ghost but i did play it because someone bought it for me and that was an okay goat series but blops i was really curious of because it had evolved in a way that i wasn't anticipating um so like we had marcus on a couple weeks ago i think maybe it was last week i don't remember now but um technically last week okay yeah last episode yeah um but he was on. He was on about it uh, with zombies and that stuff. So like, what I've only really played, I've played some of the multiplayer. Multiplayer is solid. It's it's just atypical Call of Duty with specialized Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of follows the the Team Fortress Two or Destiny or Overwatch, where you have a character and that character has like two main abilities and you select which one at the start of the fight and then you're in. And they just dictate what abilities you have with that super button move. Okay. And that's all they do. They're pretty, that pretty basic, but fun. And a skin. That's the other side of it. So those are the two main things that have been changed about the multiplayer. The multiplayer feels smoother than most of them. I haven't noticed the lag issues that I've heard so much about, but... A lot of people have been telling me that they've had servers crashing all the time. Again, I've only played a handful of yeah. games. So I, that's never that has not been my focus at all. Um, okay. That being said, uh, I messed around with zombies with Marcus and Neo. And cool. How is it? It's zombies. It feels a lot like Left 4 Dead, honestly. That that actually gets me a little more interested. I'll be honest, like I I love how in depth Marcus gets in with it, but man, like what I gotta he keep was it like, basic, saying, oh, yeah. like what the way over fuck my head. Are you talking I had to experience about? <laughs> it to to comprehend what he's getting. Okay, at. so it's still just zombies. I don't know about any of the maps that he used to be talking about because like all I have access to is like the one basic map that's listed okay. on every game that they release kind of yeah. thing. Like it's just one that's I you know iconic. I'll say this, it's set in the 1920s or 30s, somewhere around there. I think it's the Roaring Twenties. That feels like the Roaring Twenties. Huh. 
So you go back in time for zombies? Sort of. I, I don't even think this is connected in continuity with any of the others. It's just that that's the setting they chose for this Okay. This version. Okay. Um, it does a character introduction that reminds me exactly like Cup for Dead. It just follows that character like, you know, hours before the outbreak happened kind of thing and then shows you how they ended up where they ended up to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, one character is Ron Perlman. Just, it's just Ron Perlman Tight. as a boxer from the Tight. 1920s. Boom. Done. Tight. You got a, a failed magician. He spouts off a bunch of stuff sure. like Abercr- Yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. <laughs> fuck it. You got a, a girl who's definitely like a femme fatale kind of character, but like more like a flapper girl from that era. I was going to say flapper. Flapper, yeah. Flapper yeah. femme fatale type. And then uh, I forget on the fourth one already. Like, that's just how much these characters stuck with me. I don't remember. But yeah, they kind of just do that little introduction and they all have a mark on their hand and that's about it. Like you can tell there's some sort of story kind of being told to you over audio, but right over my head, I wasn't paying attention to that. All right. Okay. Uh, Basic gun is a revolver. I think that may be why they said it in that era is because you don't have the clip guns and the guns from the future unless you're buying them off the wall. So that kind of helps limit you more as you have a six round boop, 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 boop. Oh shit. I have to reload and it's the big dumping. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, The tentacle monster thing he was talking about. I figured that out finally. So the way you get to the pack a punch, and I still haven't gotten there yet, is basically you unlock zones like you normally used to. You know, use points to unlock zones. You activate this little tentacle monster thing, and then there's certain objects that are highlighted like fire color. Like it just looks like red, orange, yellow, kind of bright against a very grayscale. They're highlighted. Yeah, yeah, very obviously. You can either shock them with an electric ability that the, the thing has, or you can just slap them with all your tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> what this okay. does is it breaks open boxes that you can't normally break open or, oh, okay. or it charges objects that will then turn on a vendor that you can access like the the juggernaut and all that stuff oh it's pretty basic like it, it mark has made it out to be this big thing so far that's all i've encountered is that stuff is like let's just run around and open up as much shit as we can with this random ass weapon with this weird ass weird tentacle thing that's almost invincible for 20 seconds or whatever 10 seconds and then it's normal zombies from there okay yeah, like it. It's one of those things where I've never been a big fan of zombies because it is like bashing your head against the wall. You're just doing it endlessly till you fail, and then you do it again until you fail again. Like, yeah, that's that's my problem with like endless horde mode kind right? of right. Like that's survival. my issue with it. Yeah. So that's what I've encountered so far. It's one of those things where maybe I'll go and check out some videos later at some point and actually try to learn in that mode better. But I have no real intent to learn it or master it. <laughs> it's fun though. It's a it's a it's, nice it's little. It's a jaunt. side distraction. Exactly. We were playing the story for like five hours on Saturday, and then like towards the end of it, we we're just like, "You want to hit some zombies? Like, you know, a couple of rounds real quick, like, sure, yeah. just to kind of diffuse from this." That's actually where it shines. Surprisingly, the game shines where it's never shined before, <laughs> in the story mode. Okay. All right. So, what's interesting is it kind of blindsided me in this way, is that as I play, I discover more about why four player co op in Call of Duty is cool. Which sounds stupid all around the board, but no, no, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, just I'm, I'm blindsided. Co-op in, in these story games, the one dumb thing is obviously you can only create a male or female character. Though that male or female character is uh, open to nine total uh, faces, essentially they're the same mm. face, just okay. different skin tone, three skin tones, and three facial and head hairstyles. So it's really basic. Yes, so you wind up seeing the same face a lot. But they've also created a lot of stuff where when you finish a level, you unlock like a, a body style skin and a head skin, which is like a helmet or something usually. So it allows you to differentiate that way. But so there's a lot great of times. armor customization. Image 
image. Just okay, I want to stress that because I don't want you to make you think that you can actually like a, a change that stuff. But what's it, what is interesting is like your ability sets you can change at a different kiosk. It's just it's not image based at all. Okay. Um, they have three main. I'm going to call them classes because I don't really know a better term for it. But they have like class trees essentially that you can put points into and then upgrade once again. And that's consistent of seven total abilities. And it's stuff like hacker, physical, and then I think one's like movement or something like that. Operator. Some, yeah, something like that. So like I have I was running physical for a while, which allowed you to do like big takedown punches where you can just chain punch in, uh, like four enemies in a row. Chain punch? Yeah, it's basically where you leap at one and then immediately following. If you just click, he'll auto, auto target and leap at the next one close within a range. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. But it leaves you very vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> All right. So like you're right there in the heat of the action when you do this move. So it's very much like a no shit thing, but... Then after a little bit, I started playing around with the hacking class uh -huh. because there's so many drones and Terminator-style robots yeah. in the game. And I won't say Terminator. I just say style because they're not nearly as terrifying as Terminators are. That's but, next uh, level. Yeah, exactly. So, and right now I have it upgraded in a way that like my main go-to is that I can hack two drones or to any, any robot-based object on the field that's an opponent. If I just hit my power, he'll just hack any two of them that are in range. Tight. Boom. Like, that's my go-to. Oh, fuck. There's two drones shooting on me. Okay, let me just hack those guys. Oh, now everyone in front of me is getting mowed down. Cool. There's a vision mode, though. This is what really changes the game. If you hit right on the D-pad, no matter what console you're playing at on, it then does this weird, like, effect. I don't know what to call it. Like, it's like a digitized effect to the corners of your screen that make it look like your irises just got charged. And then what happens is, is you see targets that you normally can't see that other people are seeing. Oh, so, you so have it's shared like, vision. It's like Superman vision, but through other people. Kind of. So it's sort of like... Does it look like that? It's more like uh, it marks the target with like a red body green outline, like a very thin green outline to kind oh, of okay. help stand out. Okay, okay, okay. Anytime they're behind cover. So like you'll see... Like you can hide completely face behind cover and see a bunch of targets behind it, which help when you're doing sniping, like what I was doing. Basically, you'd hide. You'd be scoped in, like scoped on them, and then you just lean out from the wall and just pop him because he hasn't moved. You just moved with that visual reference that you had from the highlight behind the wall. That's cool. So it allows you to kind of play that. So we were playing a lot of modes together. We were doing three-player combined. And Neo and Marcus both were like, we're just going to go do like, you know, machine gun and shotgun stuff and just go run in. And I was like, no, I'm going to snipe. I'm going to hang out way up here. We'll let you guys go in. And so they're running in and they're pulling targets around. Meanwhile, I they're just pulling them out of cover for me. And I'm just like, pop, 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 pop. Which that's another thing. The weapons... You know, it's the atypical just slew of Call of Duty weapons. Nothing really has been changed there. But what's interesting is, like, as you level up your character, you're leveling up your gun. It's much like the the multiplayer format where you have to level up your gun to get it all the unlocks and all that crap. So that's normal. But the basic sniper you're given, the locust that you're just given right off the bat, yeah, is ridiculous. It requires almost no hold your breath. Huh. Almost none. Why is that the first one given to you then? And so it has good. a 14-round mag with 168 rounds in the reserve. Okay, but yeah, so why is this great I weapon don't know. given to you first then? I don't know, and oh. I don't really care. <laughs> it's <laughs> <All> amazing. <right. laughs> it's one of those things where, like, the game is actually decently hard. We're playing only on one difficulty above normal just to get the bonus so XP. Hard. Hardened yeah. mode, yeah. yeah. And it's hard. Like, it feels way more difficult than it should be kind of thing. Huh. Okay. So maybe that's the give and take of it all. But it does lock you like it's what's interesting is like you have to play a certain amount with that gun before it'll unlock the gun below it kind of thing. 
and it has a system of upgrades. Yeah, it has a levels. weapon tier. Yeah, sort system. of. It, it's got a weird system with all that stuff because it's all dependent on your actual level and also your guns level. And there's a lot of like miniature leveling in there. It almost sounds like a <sighs> Destiny kind it's of level. It's not that kind it's it's very much like traditional call of duty style in that okay. regard it's just that frustrating normal like kind of like you're just locking me out of guns because why like none of them are actually like some of these are not actually better than the others when you go up in tier they're not at all any better like i'm still using the one below it because it has a better capability at killing the enemy so yeah so sometimes it feels kind of irrelevant that you're exactly. leveling up you're just leveling up less, to level up that's kind of it's, yeah. it's one of those things where i think they're digging into that psychological thing that people have that they like to see numbers go up which is everyone exactly yeah. so i think it, it's more of that than it is like any real it's reason lame though yeah what is interesting is it does provide an interesting combat mode so basically you have this place it's a safe house it's kind of like your pre-mission loadout area where you can kind of walk around check out your collectibles check out your medals check out your outfits like all that crap but in addition it has your loadouts and your tech loadouts and then you can also build weapons that you don't have yet that's oh, so thing. it has a is a uh, gunsmith. Kind it has of kind of a gunsmith place that you can kind of go to. I think it's actually just called the gunsmith. I think you called the spade of fate on that one. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> taking Fan of Pain Five here for me. So. so basically, you can go to it, and what's cool is you can upgrade any gun. If you know, like you like, say you like one gun specifically that you've played with in multiplayer or whatever, and you're just now hitting the story, you go. You know what? I don't even have it unlocked yet, but uh, I really like that Vesper. It has like stupid rapid fire. I'm gonna go ahead and just start making one. So that the moment I get it and the moment I get it leveled up enough within that gun tree itself, I can just select my special one and have it be ready to go and I can walk out in the field with the one I made. Nice. So you kind of pre-build that way too, which is interesting. I did that a little bit and then I was like, eh, it's just, it's, this is my first real mode. I should probably just <laughs> test stuff out. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then there's one last cool thing involving the story that's interesting in terms of like what they've done with this little lobby area almost because the safe house is more or less a lobby it's a lobby with all four players walking around it's like a micro tower but it directly it directly uh, leads to levels because you go out a door and it's like lo loading level right then or you select which loadout you choose and then it loads you know that sort of thing but it's regardless it's, it's called the safe house and all that but you go this way uh, it's combat immersion it's four chairs sitting around a bunch of screens and then a wall of screens next to it what it is, it's actually a single-player event that you can do. Very small, very limited. It's like horde mode, but it has a, it's, I, I, think it, I think it is endless, but I've only gone like eight rounds in it so far. Um, but it's another way to get the fabrication kits, because fabrication kits are technically just level-up points. It's just a fancy name. You know, that kind of crap. That right, right, pull. yeah. Um, well. Insert upgrade name here. Exactly. Insert upgrade name here. Um, so when you go there... You start your little level, it loads you in, mm -hmm. and it's just a full, it's like four pyramidic structures in a square with a floating platform in the center that you can never get to. And it's for aesthetic. It all looks like okay. Tron almost in this, it like it's all black and orange, like neon wow. orange piping. Okay. And the it's obviously versus the it, users. It really is. It's, it's digital, <laughs> it's digital combat training. But it has like everything unlocked except for your, your tech core stuff, like your, uh, your hacking and your those things like those are okay. the things that, that you're technically testing out and you're mm -hmm. testing out any weapon type any loadout tree any any all that stuff like pre-unlocked so, so that it's you can, a combat simulator it is and what's kind of cool about it the most interesting part about it is when you're not in there but your friends are you can actually spectate by standing in the room watching the screens that are in front of their face and on the wall oh that's kind of fun 
which is just neat. Like I was just like, that's a really interesting attention to detail that most games would have like just made you press triangle and you just start seeing a spectator mode in there. Like yeah. this is more like you guys overthought this and thought this would be really cool. And as a fan, like of that kind of thinking, I think it's neat, but I know it's dumb. <laughs> like it's one of those ones where you're like, there's that weird part of me that's like, immersion is really cool, the idea of it. And then there's another part of me that goes, but it's not really effective. <laughs> Technically, this is really silly, but it's fun and it's kind of cool. Exactly. Okay. Frivolous. Yeah. But uh, if you get bronze, you get two fab kits, and then you know two for every level you go up. So I've I've made now made it to bronze. Okay. That took a while and a lot of trying trials and tribulations. Sure. It took a lot of really weird loadout stuff to make that happen. And yeah. then I and then when I even failed it, I failed it by a weird like I, it said the level was done, and then there was still one drone on the ground, one little drone tank things, little like knee-high robots and i was like fuck are you kidding like you did a thing indicating it's done and then you kill me <laughs> awesome wow yeah but yeah it's it's been interesting it's definitely not what i expected out of it uh the cast is insane I, that's one thing i really wanted to kind yeah of touch this on. was cool he showed me the notes uh because we do some yeah, notes before yeah, yeah. each cast and there was one name in particular that caught my so eye so you right saw away. the katie sackoff one oh which my is God, a character named like, sarah hill what? She just voices a female character. So basically, like, the concept of the story is, and I'll put this out there, the uh, first mission, very end of the first mission, uh, one of those robot Terminator units I was talking about uh, during a cutscene walks up in an all-in-first-person. Pretty much. Just rips your arm right off, breaks your right leg, rips your uh, left arm off from the elbow down, and then breaks your left leg, and then pummels your face until it goes to black. Then you wake up at uh, being carried away by this guy, John Taylor, who is played by Christopher Maloney. Everyone probably know him from uh, NCIS and every cop show ever. Oh, I think yeah. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Is it the older dude? It's the, He started out young. Let me put it that way. Everyone knows and him on that. Now it. he's older. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yep. So that guy. And it's very obvious to him. Like the very first time you see me, like, oh. <laughs> I know you from pretty much every cop show ever. It's just like you never put the name to the face. Exactly. Because he's in everything and you don't really care. Right. Um, But yeah, so he walks up and his team is like, you know, shows off that they're badasses. They come out of like, you know, uh, active camouflage and show that they can pretty much just do whatever and jetpack, you know, little boost packs and run on walls and shit. And you're just like, these guys are fucking cool. When when do I get to do that? Uh. And then you you pretty much die. And then he saves you, and then they're like, "You're we're gonna put you through the program." And actually, your friend, the guy that was with you on that run, he just he didn't even have any injuries. He just volunteered for it too. And his name is Hendrix, and he's voiced by somebody that we don't care about. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Fantastic performance. Just he's not a well-known actor, so no one will care. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to blast through this real quick. But then Katie Sackhoff plays one of the the people underneath John Taylor. There's also a couple of unknowns that play other characters under him, but that was the big one. Um, Ben Browder, which is another one that no one knows but the name of, but if you've seen Farscape or Stargate SG-1, you we'll will know the character. This is He's in the later part. He was the jet I, fighter. I might, I might not know him then. He was the jet fighter over Antarctica that found the gate that was... He actually found the Atlantis gate. Yep. <laughs> so I know him mostly from um, Farscape because that was okay. a fantastic sci-fi series running from like 98 I, You through. know, I never quite got into Farscape or It was at a Stargate. rough beginning. Okay, maybe that was my my problem. I remember that. I was watching Farscape with my dad a lot, and then I just remember when I went back to rewatch it, how awful the beginning was, and I was like, "How the fuck did I make it through this?" Because it does get good. It's just those like first two seasons are just rough because they they tried using the classic method of Muppets essentially. 
Oh. And prosthetics and tried going more of that route. Yeah, you can only do that with certain things. If you have a lot of like, special effects uh, supplementing those, it's great. Like digital skin and stuff no, like I that. Get what yeah. You're saying, yeah. If you don't, though, it just looks like a puppet <laughs> on set. <laughs> and that's what the show dissolves. I mean, you to. don't have Jim Hansen to do any of his magic. It's really going to show. I remember Jim Hansen was attached at the beginning of that series. I don't know where that went. But okay. uh, but this guy, yeah, Ben, uh, sorry, yeah, Ben Browder. Most people know him. Like, you hear him talk, and you just sort of go, oh, I've heard him around. I've seen him around. And they use most of his facial features, but it looks a little weird, digitized, that sort of thing. Yeah. But he's your main character if you're a male. The female one, I looked it up. It's just a voice actress. They didn't even try to find someone famous for her. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, that's not needing to be mentioned beyond that. What is interesting is Marshawn Lynch, the football player, plays a villain. I haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> but, yeah, he's apparently in there. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a very Call of Duty thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that one's the most Call Man, of Duty let's thing. let's get our uh, football player. Let's get uh, some guy that's role. popular. Who's popular in football right now? You know, Marshawn Lynch. I hear about him every day. Oh, yeah. The kids Again. love that dude. Dude, yeah. I like how Call of Duty is the bro clip game for us. And it is. I it mean, really is. I hate to call a stereotype here, but if there is a stereotype, I found Call of Bros. It, for the most part, yeah. I mean, not everyone who plays. No. I'm sure there are a lot of you who are like Star Wars. Twelve, but but <laughs> I like yeah, how you you're, you're twelve. And I was like, you're twelve. Yeah, <laughs> but mostly I run into the guys that are like, dude, I just got my KD. Oh yeah, up. my KD is going my up. KD is going up. Slam that Mountain Dew. Like it's just oh it's God. that whole shit. Yeah, but regardless, Marsh- Marshawn Lynch plays a cameo. Um, this is one that I think you will also be surprised at. Uh, Ro- or two, actually. Robert Picardo plays a character named Sebastian Kruger. Mm. Picardo was in... I want to say Deep Space Nine. Robert Picardo. Actually, is he? He's the doctor. He's one of the doctors. No, he's the doctor from Voyager, my Voyager. friend. Voyager. Yes. Thank you. Okay, because I was like, I, I was think like, I recognize like Picardo. That. I didn't and remember again, I recognize him from SG-1 most of all. Because he plays a big role later in SG-1. See, I, again, see, I must have cut off from and that Atlantis. series too quick. Um, yeah, no, Robert Picardo is awesome. His great, role as the doctor yeah. is, like, iconic in my mind because I grew up watching right? him. Right, like, he's and in doing my his mind, operas. he is the doc. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I was him. really happy to see him in the game. And then this one kind of threw me off, but uh, Tony Amendola is one that I know I've seen places. I know he was on, like... Uh, once upon a time and, and a bunch of other series but that's oh like, yeah i know his face yeah it's one of those things where like you even see him like that in the game and you're just like mm. i know you but i don't know who you are who the hell are you who the hell are you <laughs> uh yeah and then to kind of round out the black ops mentions though the last thing was that uh you know the story is shaping up in a weird way um it feels very much like you know a bunch of you know that the older group that taught you has gone off the reservation they've released a bunch of cia operations from all over the world and fucked over pretty much the entire cia um in turn you start to chase them down the way i'm thinking of it as i'm developing i had to read a few story spoilers so that kind of ruins what my theories are now but I'm going to put those theories out there because I liked those theories regardless. It felt like it was kind of going around like, you know, any Terminator or um, iRobots or against AI. those. Yeah, exactly. Because you're given a chip in your head that allows you to control these limbs. Well, who controls that chip? Yeah. So that's what it felt like it was starting to head towards. But what it turns out to be, from what I understand, and the, way that, the reason why there's a nightmare mode that you have to unlock after you beat the story is that it's actually more story, but it's like surreal. It's not reality anymore because it, it involves like a demigod and a bunch of other which it gets into like the fantasy realm more 
So I'm excited to get there because I have to figure it. Once I figure that out, I'll let you know. But what I was reading about involved like some weird demigod releasing a, a computer virus that would then allow them to conquer. Or it's, it became really weird. I'll just put it out there like that because I don't really know. That sounds retarded. It does. <laughs> it, for so far, it's developing along those lines, though, that are, feel very like traditional to like those sci-fi So, so AIs. far, you're having great fun with it. I'm having a, a really nice. enjoyable experience because like, cool. you know, me and Neo are the types that want to run around levels and find collectibles and... It's hard to find friends that are devoted to those kind of like ideas in games because like there's so like there's some people that I know that are very much just like let's just pound through this and not worry about any of that stuff. And then if like it's me. good, I'll go back. But I am first playthrough the same. Yeah, well, it's just one of those things. Where, like I'm not gonna try and hunt these down. Yeah, but I'm gonna take a look around. Like if I look in an area and go, there's something here, I'm gonna look for it. You know, it's like one of those things where like oh well, there wasn't anything here. I I thought there would be. Move on. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like let's spend like two hours trying to find this one thing. But no. No, fuck no. Um, yeah, it's been good though. Like I said, it's not. It's it's surprisingly well rounded for Call of Duty, considering how many Call of Duties are like we don't we we don't really give a shit about the single player. We don't really give a shit about this other bonus mood or you know those kind of things that usually fall on their face. But this feels like they actually care about each individual uh, mode they provide. So they wanted to make a good game. Yeah, I know. Oh, they, did, they didn't want to necessarily just what? cash in on this one. They wanted to make a good game on top of cashing in on wow. this one. Making money the right way. Who would have uh, thought? I know. It took them how many years now? How many games? 12. Man, I can't even remember. Uh, and then just touching on my Fallout stuff because that's been way too much time of my life now. <laughs> Every chance I get. Naturally, that's everyone who plays Fallout 4. Um, that's why I'm scared of it. I'm like, I have to keep my distance. So I'm about... 24 hours, 28 hours in or something like that now. Sure. Um, so what I figured out is Fallout through Fallout 3 were much more of like actual like post-apocalypse survival games that worked up a story over a long period of time and then ended. The end game is when you finally got like a power armor and you kind of dominated the game by that point. Um, so far, my experience with Fallout 4 has been a very different type of experience. Um, just because there's like the weird, like building your, your base, building settlements and thing and relying on trying to figure out resource management. And right. There's so many other things. There's so many going facets on. going on that it doesn't feel like that kind of game anymore. And in addition, I don't have to steal at all. Like, I don't feel like the game wants, like, it's not even like it doesn't want me to steal. It just doesn't feel like I, I have any requirement to, like, I have no need of it. That's one facet that I know from all Bethesda games, like they've always kind of been like that skirt the line thing with the stealing where it's like, realistically, they don't give a shit, but the characters in the game will act like they do. And then they'll find you like... Or you just put a bucket on their head and no yeah, problem, yeah. man. And no problem. <laughs> so there's always been some weird shit with that, but the game throws so much just stuff at you in, certain, in, in every area. You're working in a wasteland. You don't actually need to steal from the few places that it actually has the little steel icon. That's the interesting part about it. There will be one place. I'm going to wind up stealing from the Brotherhood of Steel later. I just decided that, you know, over the weekend I was thinking about it. I was like, like yeah. fuck it. I'm going to take These guys are xenophobic douchebags. I'm going to wind up stealing Ooh. everything from them. They used to be nice. You know what? I learned something because I did some background. I did some background uh, watching on, like, the history of the Fallout universe in general. After a certain point when they got split up, the Brotherhood of Steel are no longer connected, so they actually have different ideologies. So, like, one might be a certain way, and and this one specifically is run by a guy named uh, Elder Mac Maxton or something like that. Mac, yeah, something like that. Um, he's a dick. <laughs> 
put it out there. Just call a spade a spade again. Uh, this guy's a dick. He uh, he shows up and he's like, we need to rule. Basically, we need to control every piece of technology because that's what doomed the old world. And if we don't control it, then fuck them. And there's a new group out there called the Institute, and they're kind of developing new technologies. They're also doing some shady other shit, but I haven't encountered them yet. But apparently, they become a big story piece, and like, there's some real core stuff going on there that apparently right. like has some real value. And from what I've also been reading, without I've been trying to stay away from the actual spoiler pieces, but more of like moods and vibes and things like that. Yeah, sticking with the Brotherhood of Steel. Uh, sticking with the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, it just leads to bad things. So, one sec. Sorry about that, technical difficulties. I'll just wrap this up real quick, though. Uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things where I've already kind of made up my mind about how I'm going to play the end game. But so far, I've just been building my base, and I actually leveled up twice on Saturday, just building a giant superstructure for a settlement. Because you get a small amount of experience every piece you put down. So you make a foundation and you're like, oh, level up. It's not quite that extreme, but I did max <laughs> out my intellect, which I found out like the difference is essentially like if you're at like level four with your intellect, you're only getting one point per every piece you put down. This is what you were talking about. Yeah, and I, I found yeah. out what happened. It's, it's, it's experience points per action. So every time mm. I put down a piece, I'm getting plus seven. I went up two whole levels. Because I built such a large structure. I like I finished putting the last piece in and it's like ding, level 30. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Cool. I already leveled up like an hour ago when I started this project. So that was kind of neat. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just been interesting. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on. And like I've been sticking to the Minutemen and like they provided me a special uh item I can build now at settlements, which is uh mortar cannons. I heard those things are fun. I haven't really, like, I messed around with them around the castle, but I didn't realize I could just start doing them in other settlements. So I'm going to start building them at every settlement I have. And just when I'm out in the field, like, oh, look, there's a death clock. <laughs> Throw a smoke and just run. And just watch, and just watch, like, cannonballs come falling from the sky. And oh, just you can actually request a strike. So that's what it is. It's, it's, what's that's cool so is, uh, fun. with each of the factions, I guess you can get a special perk that, uh, aligns with that faction that'll enable a certain ability. So I know I have now personally experienced, that one, which is you set up the mortars, you assign some people to the mortars, and then you just you get these special little smoke bombs, and you just it's just like anything in like any game ever. You just throw it down on the ground, blue smoke goes Flare. flying up in the air, and then like uh, forty seconds goes by, and then just explosions start happening. But it has to be within range, obviously, of the place. That's why you have to put them at every settlement in in the Commonwealth. Um, one thing I found out about, but I haven't gotten there yet, is uh, if I stay with the Brotherhood at least till I get the perk. The perk for them is that you can just call in one of their uh, helicopters to come and just wreck stuff and then carry you wherever you go, wherever you want to go. That's actually really so cool. So I'm going to work till that point and stay with them and be all honorable with them, and then I'm going to turn on them not long after because fuck that guy. He's you still a... get the perk? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that'll, well, I'll, you know, at least for a while. I don't know. I have just got I actually just unlocked a really good perk in general for mm. over-encumberments. Or uh, over encumberance. I can't even talk right now. Is heavy weight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For being too heavy. Um, I was working on it. It's in a tree that, like, basically, like, part of the strength tree, you get to a point, and then you can do a, a bonus thing that's like plus 25 to your weight capacity, plus 50. Then the one after that is like, if you're over encumbered, uh, to move at full speed, you'll pull from your AP. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. 
didn't even think about it, but I was like, let me just check what that last one is. The last one is you can fast travel even when you're over encumbered. And I was like, yeah, please. I'm just going to go to towns, load up with like 700 pounds of stuff and then fast travel back to sanctuary and just empty it everywhere and then break <laughs> it down for aluminum and shit. Ultimate hoarder. Well, because the big reason is, is that's the weird thing. You need about, materials. Yeah, yeah, the material I, I building. Yeah, because it's just weird because like upgrading stuff requires all that stuff and upgrading your the power armors. I'm up to like nine power armors now and I want to get them all leveled up in certain ways. I want to have some that are like very specific to just, you know, lead based so that it deflects all radiation period or, you know, this, that and the other. So there's a lot of those kind of things going on that I'm going to start getting into in the crafting system because that all intrigues me. The game feels like it's pretty much just like classic car simulator, only instead it, the classic cars are power armors. <laughs> That's, you walk in them. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So it's been a good time. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's a it's a really solid game. And then beyond that, I really haven't done much else this week. Uh, Flash and Arrow had a great crossover. It was one of their best uh, Heard about e that. episodes, period. Um, there wasn't really any negative, I would say, in there, apart from you get to see more of Felicity go bad, you know, go annoying. Yeah, it just happens. Felicity. We're so over her at this point. We did get to see that they did give us one thing, even if it was only for about five seconds. Spoiler warning, anyone who actually gives a damn, but for remember, Flash has time powers. I'll say that. But you do get to see Felicity die. Mm. So I replayed that like th three total times. Hopeful, hopeful. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it doesn't stick. I'll just say that too. Gross. Time travel. Yeah. Never does. No, it doesn't. But it was it was a funny thing because I could tell that it was basically like the shoulder just being like, people have been kind of complaining. Let's just go on ahead and do it just to appease them, even if it is for like <laughs> five minutes, whatever, because there's like this mass explosion and you just see fire coming through the room. And like they've mainly focused on her turning and facing the camera as she's so it's totally meant yeah, to be that way. I was like, wow, they like I laughed. Katie next to me was like. We didn't even get to see Felicity yet. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, it just happened. Hold on, let me re replay this. She started laughing, and she's like, play it again. <laughs> I was like, okay, here you go. Wow. Yeah. So that was a good, good little moment. Um, I'm excited. Tonight's supposed to be the uh, Christmas episode for Flash, which brings back uh, ah. uh, the Trickster, played by Mark Hamill. So I'm Delightful. very excited for that. Always good to see him. Yes, indeed. So yeah, that rounds out my craziness with those games. I recommend Black Ops. Anyone who wants a good cooperative experience and likes those games to some degree even if it is marginal and then yeah i followed that's just consistently still being good it's one of those games where the more i get in fall i'm like oh, and i still want to go back to the witcher fuck good luck with <laughs> i that know right i know it'll eventually happen when i find time in a billion years Okay, so what about you? What have you been up to? So I'm the reverse. You've been talking about games. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to talk about books and, and movies. Thank you. Yeah. Rounding this out solidly. Exactly. So yeah. first up, I'm going to do the movies. Um, catching up yeah. from um, Thanksgiving weekend and everything. Yeah, yeah. I have now seen The Mockingjay Part 2. That movie, you can skip it. Boom. I don't like it very much. Uh, however, I was one of four that really disliked it. Okay. Um, two were middling to not really impressed, and then one really liked it. Oh, jeez. So, interesting fact there. Um, then I also saw, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, man. Oh, Victor Frankenstein. That took me a second. Um so I saw Victor Frankenstein as well. And How was that one? Okay, so here's the thing. 
Um, the reason why it took me a, a second to remember it is because it's not very memorable, actually. That's the funny thing. Okay. It's not, it's not an awful movie, but it's very poorly paced, and the okay. scenes could have been used from a little bit of better treatment in how they were presented. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily shot. I think there were some great right. shots. Like, when they make the monster... Like, that was cool. I really liked that moment. Um, Frankenstein's monster is great. And they keep up with the lore where it's like, you have Frankenstein, you have Igor, and then you have the reanimated monster. He's not Frankenstein. No, he's not. That's dumb. He's not named for his creator. Exactly, exactly. Um, But he's not the biggest point of that movie. It's mainly on the relationship between Igor and Victor, which is okay, because I both like Daniel Radcliffe. I like both of them, yeah. uh, James McAvoy. Thank you. Yeah. So they were fine and all, but I definitely have to say, uh, James, what the fuck were you doing to poor Daniel Craig? You spit on him so Radcliffe. much in this film. Oh, I said Craig again. Wow, I just I realized that a lot like with, that's with what Daniel. was happening. Yeah, it's okay. Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he spit on him all the time. Really? He delivered his lines with like a suffering thath attached oh, kind of it's approach. One of those, like you actually see yeah. it. Oh, you, oh my god, so much spit. He was ridiculous. So McAvoy had a problem with being a little over the oh, top. Oh, okay. Um, so Victor Frankenstein is a weight. You can yeah, rent, yeah, rent it, rent later. and uh, you might have some enjoyment there. Okay. Um, and then there's Krampus. I want to see that one. I saw Krampus. How was that? Um, I'm going to do a review on it later tonight, which is one of the reasons why I don't want to do the stream. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Krampus was okay. I was, I was like really excited for it. So that might be part of my... I just uh, want to put something out there. Was it on par with like this is the end where it's got... The- Are you looking for funny? Because no. That's not necessarily what I was looking yeah. for. I was okay. looking for like a weird doom and gloom with hints of comedy. I think this is the end is much more comedy driven than okay. doom and gloom. Okay, well that um, kind of Krampus helps a lot. is yeah. more freaky, scary driven. Cool. Um, there are some moments of humor, like the opening segment is drop dead funny. I just um, saw the cast was also like just just loaded with com- comedians. comedians. Yeah, loaded with comedians and. Uh, not as many jokes as you'd expect. Okay. Uh, they're okay. They play a, a dysfunctional family quite right. well. Um, Adam Scott is great as always. I, I really enjoy what he does. Um, I'd really like to see him get more roles, actually. He's great. Yeah. Dramatically and... Like, comedically. Comedically. Yeah. He's, he's got both of those sides pretty well fleshed out. How was the character of Krampus to So, you? the one great thing I have to report, aesthetically, the, the movie is awesome. I Good. love okay. the models that they chose for all of the characters. Krampus looks creepy, dude. That's awesome. I would not want to run in him ever. Um, being the shadow of Saint Nick. Uh, yeah, right. Definitely lives up to his legend quite well. The problem I have with the movie is they spend a lot of time building up that family element. And I'm like, okay, maybe like five minutes less there. And then at the end, they have kind of three endings. Like, it goes from one thing to another thing, and I'm like, oh, that's the perfect ending. And then they go to the third part, and it's like, super twist, and it's like, ah, uh, you, you could have not it. done that. Okay. But I will not spoil it for anyone here. Um, I still would say go see the movie, but maybe not at full price. Gotcha. I, I yep. Like, cause, cause, give it, you know, like a, a couple weeks. We have a local cinema. Let's just put it out there. Elvis, we have, Elvis Cinema is a Perfect. local cinema that's for us. That's like 
two month delay or something like that two or three month delay usually it depends on the movie it, it could be a week it two. could be a week on some it could be six months on others it depends on how big it is yeah film. typically i see it about a month month and a half yeah exactly and it's a, a diminished price like i mean hell i, I know weeknights is like 350 375 and then like week i mean matinees are like a dollar something like those kind of cinema that'd be a good place i to think i think this movie will be perfect because i i'm betting it will come out in about a month uh to elvis um yeah. i don't think krampus is gonna make too too much money it either sadly. it's gonna do okay um but i don't think it will be able to last long in the cinema because we've got you know creed the revenant all these crazy big um star heavy wars? movies and then there's star wars which is which, gonna load up fucking cinema for everyone listening right now is in the middle of the cast next week We'll be doing a mm. full recap on mm. everything mm-hmm. leading up to The Force Awakens in anticipation of that release. So yeah. the universe be of, ready for that. and what you should know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to last long. So what my mentality is, mm-hmm. is you've dealt with your family. Yeah. You kind of want to kill them. They're gone now. Right you after get to watch Christmas. a movie where your family dies. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool with me, I think. <laughs> in many gruesome, almost weirdly horrible ways. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. That part of it is great. This sounds like the perfect film to see immediately after your frustrating holiday yeah. visits and travels. I'll, I'll and just say this. The wind-up um, clown uh, in the box, creepiest thing I have ever seen in theaters in quite some time and will definitely haunt my nightmares. I think and many others, too. Many other people's nightmares as well. Yeah, the thing's creepy. Anyways. Uh, books. Two books. Two books. Um, one is I finally finished Battlefront Twilight Company. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a review on that hopefully today, too. I'm probably going to do two and then split them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the book, I need to let everyone know as a PSA that the first 100 and about 50 pages are hard to read. The book is not going to catch your interest for a while. However, Dry. it's very much a diamond in the rough. After okay. you get through that long, boring lull the book starts to fly because then it gets to the battle of Hoth. And then because it's leaning kind of on what you already know in the star Wars universe, it really leans on that for its juxtaposition with Mm -hmm. the characters. And then it gives the author the time to focus on the characters properly and And actually flesh them out. Yeah. And it leads to some really cool story arcs and some interesting things that happen. And man, there is a line in there. Um, where they're describing in the Battle of Hoth, this uh, garrison of troops come up to one of the um, base, uh, I'm going to say base Delta, sure, whatever. Um, So one of the bases leading up to Echo Base. Um, An ATST and two garrison troop units Mm -hmm. or whatever come up on the side and the main character of this book called Lemire um, is like, okay, focus on uh, the garrison troops, kill them, blow them up, blow those transports up, they do that. Meanwhile, the ATST is wrecking shop on them all. And there's this moment where, like, you know, explosions are going off. And in, like, a World War II moment, he's observing the chaos and the destruction around him. And he sees this scout unit who was with him about an hour prior, who had actually cheered for victory when one of the first transports were away. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember mm-hmm. that line? Mm-hmm. Um, she is literally stuck in the hinges of the ATST's leg. And she's being dragged along, but she's still alive. And she has this moment where she like, she like smiles, like, you know, like for like a victory moment or like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. And she detonates a grenade 
killing herself and the ATST at the same time. I'm like, that is like World War II people caught yeah. in tank shit. Yeah. Like that is that cost is now the beaches of Normandy and exactly. you're witnessing and a band of brothers. Yes. yes. Okay. It is Band of Brothers Star Wars edition. I D -Day love Hoth. it. Yeah. So that's why that book really took off at that point, because you really it really comes home that it it is your band of brothers mm -hmm. World War II Star Wars epic. And it's dark, it's gritty, and I love it. It really, really is great at the end. I promise you, everyone. Did you get through feel the, the plasma burns? Actually, sometimes I mean, like the way they describe things, yeah. like everything, the details going on. That's why I say it's so dark and gritty because it's like, like Tom Hanks observing the chaos mm -hmm. of of the breaches of Normandy. Right, right, Namir right. is observing the chaos of the Imperial units, throwing everything they have. Um, and in some ways, them getting mowed down by the most ridiculous of shit, and then the rebels who are outgunned, being blown to hell from things in orbit or things out of their control. Basically, John Williams can't even make that sound nice. No, it's so gritty. No, it's it's a dark grizzly, turn, and, and ice. I appreciate it for the Star Wars. No, that's universe. great. That's what it needs. It needs some of that to balance out the fact that like we are given so many moments in Star Wars that are just like that's not that bad. Because you're, you're taking it from a giant sky shot and you just look at this battle, you just see lasers flying. You're not really thinking too much about yeah, it. But you're, like, you're in that chaos. Exactly. So, so in that's, it. And that's awesome. Yeah, and they deliver some really cool characters um, from both sides of the conflict, actually. Um, I could have used with maybe a little bit less of that because the yeah. story likes to like jump from character to character and I kind of find oh, okay. that annoying. I, yeah, but it's disjointed. Because that 160 pages, like I said, you get through that, and then they really have time to focus on those characters a bit more, then it starts to peter off that annoying chaos a little bit, so it gives more time to each character that moves. Um, Sounds like so it gets better. It has a similar problem to Faulkner's uh, Azalea Dying, where it's it's from so many character perspectives, it's easy to get lost if you're not trying to read it. Not it, as bad, not as bad as some of the other Star Wars books, but to a T, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Just stick um, with it, and you'll you'll find yeah, your you, piece. I think you'll love you it. Out. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're gonna love it in the end. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure. What was the next one? Uh, so the next one is the one I hinted at the beginning of the cast. Yes, you um, did. Uh, a perfect weapon. Now this is, and hang on, I'm gonna pull is it up here because I want to make sure I don't the, fuck up the, the weapon name. that we're gonna wind up seeing, or is this in reference to the weapon we've seen destroyed? Well, I have to admit, I'm not finished with the book yet. That's so fine. I don't know. Um, I think okay. it's 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 supposed to be alluding to the person that it's based off herself. So okay. one of the characters that you'll see in the upcoming movie, and we've actually seen her in one of the um, mini clips mini clips provided to us. Okay. Uh, if you go back to Comic-Con 2015, that teaser reel where Mark Hamill was talking about real effects, practical sets, you know, or, yeah, or real that, sets, practical that, yeah. effects. That real, yeah. Uh, that which was nice, um, but... You see a character, this like girl in like a black outfit, um, mm. kind of like sitting next to a big, you know, alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is this character, Bazine Natal. She is kind of your pretty much crazy cool bounty hunter super spy. Not necessarily a bounty hunter, but she is skilled at taking you out in many different forms of ways, but stealthily. Much more stealthily than a, say, a Django Fett or Boba Fett. 
in in the sense that a bounty hunter will hunt you down and not care if it's subtle or not. She's an assassin because you pay her well, to go out and silently yeah, take out. Either silently take out people or she's great at subterfuge. Subterfuge, and, yeah, and, and espionage. And espionage, you know, gotcha. taking corporate secrets and stuff okay. like that. Um, so her character gets a few cool little things and the way this book is fleshing it out because this is a character based literally maybe a couple days, weeks, month, whatever, mm-hmm. right before the movie takes place, you're getting your first real looks at what the universe is like today, which makes this book really interesting. The first takeaway that I have, mm-hmm. the New Republic is not good. I'm getting that Morally feeling. Morally or... I'm getting... Or just not good at leading. I, like, that's the two different... Like, I'm just trying to clarify I'm, which one. I'm a little confused. Okay. I'm not confident in my assertion, but from the way it's being described, at some point, I think the Imperial... Like, the Empire became the New Republic. I completely would believe that. I considering think, the Empire spun out of the old... Like, the previous Republic. I, yeah, I think I think the Empire got some agents in there and uh, made the New they, Republic uh, what it they is. They hydrad that shield. They hydrad that shield quite effectively. <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. Because all right, all right. literally, there's a part in this book where they're talking about, uh, oh, everyone's safe and comfortable in this New Republic place. Mm-hmm. So the New Republic is still a thing. Okay. Then they're also talking about... Um, guards in in white uniforms what that's oddly reminiscent of a previous uniform yeah and they're talking about stormtroopers that are being taken care of on a new republic facility so are they the same yeah who knows because i don't know but that's what i'm getting that's yeah. what I'm getting at here. Unless, I, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah see. we'll talk about that next week, too. But yeah. that's the feeling I'm getting from what so I'm So I started I'm to observing. imagine, like, what if a Republic soldier from the pre, or the Rebel soldiers started just wearing white so that they'd kind of merge those two realms of, like, yeah, you're still being taken care of by a group that's leadership-based from the Empire's previous that's reign, but I'm it's seeing. new uniforms that look similar well, to well, the Well, that's why we get Rebel what we're stuff. seeing now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the yeah, I, I, I think the new Republic is definitely bad and that's why you've poisoned seen people or corrupted in some poisoned way. or corrupted. Yeah, and that's okay. why you see this fledgling rebellion now called the resistance. Yeah, okay. Why would they be called the resistance right. if they're still on the new Republic right. side? And if it's a thing, which apparently the thing that I can take away is clearly the new Republic is still alive at well, at least at the beginning of when the force awakens takes place. Yeah, because it'll be interesting to see, because like we've been talking about over the past few weeks, like we're very interested in seeing what other splinter groups have come out of these, con- like this the main I'm, conflict. Oh, we're getting a few. We got the first order. I'm sure we've got plenty of other smaller niche orders. And they and they still allude, and this is where the confusion sets in, they still yeah. allude to the Empire being a thing somewhere on the side. Maybe. But if they're, you know? if they're like taken over the New Republic, maybe like yeah. it's just a, a con. Or yeah, or else it's an entirely other faction, and then we're talking about First Order, like, five other factions out there, and I'm sure that the Resistance spun out of the old Rebel Alliance, and they were the ones who were like, "No, you, we don't trust you either. Like, why are you sitting there on that throne? Get out of here." Well, the cool you thing know, that we also, so. and maybe I should probably stop here, but Aftermath did state that Mon Mothma wanted to demilitarize after they had asserted themselves it. in power. I believe And it. if they demilitarize, then that also leaves them open. Vulnerable. For yep. vulnerabilities. Uh, I, f- I forgot one so small thing that I also started, and I've only gotten one issue so far, is the Darth Vader fr- series that started up. Nice. I actually um, caught up on the Star Wars one, by the way. Too. Did you? Yeah. 
uh, at least through seven. So Obi Wan. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, just perusing it over the weekend. Um, it's interesting because it's after the failure. It's technically between so far episode four and five, but I'm assuming it's going to also move through five and end with his death because that's kind of the story I'm arc. It's moving. Wondering, yeah, because from what from what I understand in the timeline right now, mm-hmm. Vader is down on this planet, and this is before still the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, so so far it is like where I'm at with the first issue. Like he goes, to, he's being ordered by uh, Palpatine to go to uh, Tatooine and deal with the hot or the huts. And which so, which is why it runs in line with the Star Wars issue because I've seen him doing yeah. stuff with the gangsters. So yeah. he had to go there um, to assert basically like you know he's like well, you're not gonna run me over like I. <laughs> Basically, like, In he proves it. Like, it's comics. really cool, yeah. like, how he it posturizes looks, like and, and he does this cool little set of stuff. It's very much like posturizing at that point, though. Oh, yeah. I even um, got that from the Star Wars issue. What's interesting is that Boba Fett has a Wookiee partner. Huh. And he's a solid black Wookiee, just black fur everywhere, and he looks like a very malicious character. Very much like a, like a foil to Chewie and Han, almost, in the way that they're presented. Um good way yeah like not a bad way at all it okay. just it's very much like it's uh, like it, it's just fairly obvious it's one of those things where you're like oh interesting okay um you know it's just one of those things where you can tell that he has a lot of this pent-up rage and he doesn't he's even like he constantly sees scenes from episode four like the trench run and stuff like that and how and even like uh his fight with uh, uh ben kenobi on the uh yeah that was on the death star i don't know why i'm yeah, yeah, second yeah. guessing myself one of those days man um <laughs> but yeah so it, it does a lot of flashback stuff and you can tell that like the real core of this is that it's showing that vader is a very deep character regardless of what he may or may not do or say he's uh, just got many calluses yeah exactly very <laughs> you know it's nice burn marks and yeah. whatnot uh but yeah like in, in this sense yeah here's, i'll show you the picture that's the wookie that, that he's with interesting yeah so I'm, I'm interested to see how that develops because okay. i don't know how close they actually are but he, he knows a lot too close they Is know a lot about so each other yeah well, so i'm like, hoping yeah it's that too i'm hoping it's that as well okay. um it's just interesting to see because yeah vader usually is just this like character that you see on screen menacing not really saying anything not really attacking anything just menacing and this kind of adds that layer that you don't get to see where it shows what he's thinking about. You get to see, like, what is his thought process? What is driving his actions? And in this, it shows that, like, you know, he actually goes behind the Empire's back a lot. He actually goes right behind the Emperor's back a lot. He Well, that's the way of the Sith. Right. Well, that's the thing that you don't really see. You usually see, it, well, specifically, what we've seen on screen in through 4 through 6 is a very subservient character, apart from when he tries to pull Luke to his side. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Apart from that, he's very much a subservient character. Very much so. And this is giving that little layer, extra layer to him that you don't get to see, which is like, I'm doing this. This is a personal reason. I'm going to be here officially tomorrow. That's awesome because um, what I really enjoyed in uh, a book that I read Mm -hmm. back in the a few months ago, Lords of the Sith, is that was when he was starting to realize that Palpatine kind of wanted that from him. Palpatine requires a student that's willing to challenge, Mm -hmm. and. Palpatine was afraid that Vader was getting too coddled. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's why of... they he puts them in this dangerous position because he's like, I mm-hmm. want to make sure you still have skill. 
Yeah, that you're worthy of my apprenticeship. Exactly. So yeah, it's actually really cool seeing that develop, and I'm really excited to see that move forward because we're building towards Force Awakened. But yeah, that rounds out our our past week and stuff. So mm -hmm. let's go on and just get done with the this game award stuff and PlayStation stuff. So first up, the awards themselves. Yay. Let's move from the bottom up on this list. I'd say that's probably the best way to do this, where and it ends. Can I say a quick shout out? I don't know if this was something we're going to leave to the end of it, but I'm just going to get out of it right now. Fuck you, Konami. Hashtag right? fuck Konami fuck continues. Konami. They barred Hideo Kojima from showing up at the Game Awards, period. You know what? I That's retarded. I yeah. have to give some props, though, for Keeley to making that apparent because mm -hmm. Keeley, I have to admit, I kind of think of him as a corporate stooge. Oh, he kind of is. Or, and it's shocking to me that he actually had a bone, a yeah, spine on no, that I'd one. Agree but with that. they're friends, so. Yeah, well, and also, like, Konami wasn't running the Game Awards. Very true. So, yeah, good on him and, and good on Kiefer Sutherland for gracefully taking that award understandably I so. I think Keeley told him to. It sounded kinda, yeah. like that's why he was so quick. He's like, thank you and uh, goodbye. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep but yeah so fan voted stuff first up is most anticipated game no man's sky kind of a duh it was kind of that or uh uh what's the other big one star citizen those were like the only two yeah. in the running for that one i think so no man's sky makes sense it, it's a little bit flashier and it's also more available it's on ps4 and all that so um esports player of the year is kenny kenny s uh shrub I, I'm not familiar yeah, with him, I. but it says Counter-Strike Global Offensive, so of course it go. would be that. Yeah. I'm not so shocked. Uh, esports Team of the Year was Optic Gaming. Uh, only, I, I know I them vaguely. I think I've only seen them like twice. Yeah, it's I like, really, oh, they popped up on IGN's You and IGN's I don't keep thing. up on a ton of it, so that's part of our problem with yeah, those things. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'm totally, I, I know there's a place for it. I don't get esports. I don't get it. And the main reason why is because of like, it's just like I another well. Yeah, I, of this gaming. is how I get it. It's what real sports are to normal people. I I guess, and but not, that's why I don't even like it's that. A, but it's so not I don't sports. even like this. I mean, it's competitive. Sport a sport is a co competition based situation. Yeah, but I I've also thought of it as an athletic competition. Well, they need a, they need sports. a better name for esports they do i don't i like would that. agree with that because they're like they're basing their success off well of then sports an adjective and a verb like you're a good sport exactly yeah, yeah we that's can, a we behavior can like there's it's stupid yeah. anyways uh trending gamer is greg miller kind of a yeah he's I'm, giant i'm gonna be totally honest i'm i'm i love kind of funny and i i, love I would miller. honestly I have to like, i love one, that i met that guy yeah I'd, I'd love to have one tenth of their success because I, and I mean that also in like I hope to have one tenth of their charisma too because all of those dudes I think we do <laughs> have I, I would like to think so but um, after having all of those with them, dudes yeah yeah all of those dudes are so nice um, oh yeah every one of their fans is a diehard fan of them I'd love to like support them in the next coming months because yeah. I I think honestly their content is great yeah so yeah I kind of funny is suit, awesome and we'll and see what happens Greg deserves to be huge. Uh, best fan creation was uh, Portal Stories about Mel. I didn't okay, see yeah, that yet, but I, I need to go I back because that's a machinima that sounds interesting to me. I like the Portal universe. So. Okay, yeah, I I still haven't yet to see that uh, that uh, one with uh, Samus too. Oh right, that had yeah. Chobot in the in the. I suit. saw it. It was short. It was only like three or four minutes. It okay. wasn't anything. I want to see it. Sometime it's though. really nice. Um, 
But uh, last one for fan voted was esports game of the year was Counter Strike Global Offensive. Kind of a duh considering going along with yeah, who won the award too. Exactly, for team and play. player. I think because yeah. I think the team plays that too. No Probably. Shock. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now we get to the real stuff. The jury voted things. So first up, best art direction. I'm gonna be totally honest. You've I'm looking at them? the wrong are you? site. I okay, think. Gotcha. I'm out of order. Which uh, one are you on? The bottom. Uh, best art direction. Ori in the Blind Forest. Nice. Yep. So, that, I mean, that's one that I was going to eventually touch on, at least mess around with. I don't think I was ever going to play it to its completion just because time, but it looked interesting. Yeah. No, like, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I'd love to grab that sometime. It's just, it's definitely on the back burner. For exactly. Sure. It's, it's, it's fallen that far. Um, best multiplayer was Splatoon. Kind of a duh considering the stuff that we've heard about Splatoon and the way it's come out over the year. Like, I'm, that's what I'm going to go back to. Yeah. Um, Considering everything's out now, finally, like yeah, that's definitely what I'm gonna eventually go back to. I mean, it's your shooter for the Wii U. Why not, right? If you have a Wii U, and it looks crazy fun, honestly. Yeah, it looks silly fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, best sports and racing game, dude. Rocket League. Fucking oh my a, god. Right? I know. I I needed this to be a real thing so bad. Did you see and the I'm Xbox so is getting some special stuff from it? I did. I saw that the Warthog thing. Yeah, yeah. that was one of the Warthog and a uh, a car from uh, Gears. Oh yeah, are they getting one of like the Prowler Some, things yeah, or whatever? Like yeah. That, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yep. I'm I'm probably gonna keep sticking with it on my PS4. Right, that's but where it's uh, be for that's me too. awesome that Xbox players finally get to experience that game because even though I got it for free, I totally pay like 15 bucks for that game. Yeah, if if I don't so if I didn't fun. already have so much of it, yeah, I would same. totally pay money for it. Yeah, and I'll probably buy the DeLorean at some point just for me the too, shits and giggles. That's, you can't pass that up. Oh yeah, uh, best family game. Uh, Super Mario Maker, um, kind of also a duh. It's it's family friendly. Kids can make levels and pass it to their parents and vice versa. Yeah, I guess when you think about like the family games out this year, technically this is the best game out of them. Like when you think yeah. of core mechanics, yeah, because there's not a whole lot family game wise out that honestly would really even be on the Yoshi's radar. Yoshi's Woolly World and Which maybe Kirby's uh, weirdo Rainbow game that I have. whatever that yeah. I didn't touch. I played, a, I honestly, I was loving it. And then there was like one level where I was playing with my brother and, and it Katie. It just fell off with you. I, I kind of hate it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Mario games are, especially those kind, like even uh, the new Super Mario Brothers series was always one that was just like, yeah, this is one that you'll like love your family for the first like two worlds. And then you hate everyone after that. So makes sense. But yeah, that's a good one just because it's, you know, creating stuff and passing it around. Uh, best fighting game. Let's not. Let's not that's even not be not surprised. Even a, yeah, at all. Mortal Kombat 10 or X. X. Whatever you want to call it. Because they like to be extreme. Yeah. And uh, also an announcement. Yes, that came the character along with pack it. two yeah. was announced. We got. Combat pack two. Combat. Yes, yeah. thank you. Combat. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, we got Leatherface. Yay. Right. Uh, we've got uh, the Xenomorph from Yay! the Alien franchise. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm waiting to see the one where it's like an attack and it's just a grab Ooh. and it's just the inner mouth. It's got to have some sick grabs and some sick yeah. range with that spit. And the acid spit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, got those two. You've got uh, 
Who else was on that one? It was, uh, oh, Triborg, which- Triborg, which is, which is a combination. The interesting thing about it is I realized it's because the structure of the game revolves around the three fighting style format. And so this robot is now mimicking Smoke, Sector, and Cyrax because it's easier just to port those three and styles over than yeah, exactly. three new modes for each character. That's exactly it. And you've, so, you've hit the nail right on the head and everyone wants those characters yeah, in. So this is a- simplified, duh. Uh, and yeah. that was the last one, I forgot. Bo, Bo, oh, Bo, Bo Raicho. Bo yeah, Bo Raicho. And- which, uh, uh, fun fact. Fun little guy to return, yeah. yeah. I liked him on uh, Deadly Alliance, but that was also not the greatest Mortal Kombat game ever, so there's that. But Boracho is a fun little little uh, nuanced thing that they did with a name. Boracho is Spanish for drunkard. Boracho just sounds Asian. And his <laughs> style is a drunken his, fighter. His favorite move yeah. was you would just puke on the ground in front of you and your enemy who went for an attack or a grab would just fall on his ass and leave himself open for a body slam move. And you'd be like, yep, I'm just gonna puke fall, puke fall and knock him down. Makes sense. It was dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. Uh, best role playing game. Um, I, I think this has definitely been a contentious one this year. It has. It's been a good set of RPGs, but yeah, I would however, agree with this one. I, yeah, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I still, I'm still content with saying that so far, for me, best story-driven experience of the year. Mm -hmm. I loved that story. I don't oh, know yeah. why people had some complaints with it. I thought it resolved itself very well, and I loved all of the characters. Good. Yeah. Yep. Best action-adventure. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Duh! I guess, yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's just I like to. I don't know why. I don't think of it as action adventure, but it is. It it's totally a, it's is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, best shooter got Splatoon. I, yeah, sure, you no. Know, why not? Whatever. Uh, I would say Halo Five, but fine. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, games for impact. An odd category. Um, yeah, in general, just in general. But I guess that's like impact on culture and yeah and in the medium what, i guess yeah as a whole. and what it's talking about which but it's life uh is life is strange yeah which for those of you who played you know it's a very odd game it's it's it an interesting story issues from adventure game yeah i'm gonna have to pick i'm just gonna have to play it just to see what it's about yeah that I'm might so be a good let's now. play that might be a really interesting let's play yeah um best performance uh viva seifert yeah her story um sure sure never never even I, I, heard about I, I that hate one. To say i'll be honest it. Yeah, never heard of that one it. never i have heard of it just because i've been keeping up with like yeah. the gaming news and everything and i remember igm people were like eh, la, la, la. yeah yeah and i guess it's really good okay is what i understand sure <laughs> um best score and soundtrack no fucking duh yeah hands down metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain i could I, this is another one of those soundtracks similar to mass effect Dude. 3 that i can listen to one like you know it was one game finish. soundtrack that i totally forgot was awesome and then i went back to today and that was brutal legend you know what funny enough uh i forgot how good I that still soundtrack played that that's fine i yeah. mean you could probably get it for t like five bucks now so i might have to you might have to because it's a it's that it's that good for sure yeah i'd say it's good enough up to 30 dollars, but no more than i just i remember being excited at the time for a jack uh Black jack black romp game. you know oh, it was great yeah i had a whole we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh best narrative was uh her story Again, apparently yep. this game is good and that's great. Right. <laughs> uh, best mobile handheld game is the Lara Croft Go. I'm, I don't really know or care. 
I'm going to be totally honest. That's that kind of makes me mad. I mean, that whole category yeah, makes me mad right now yeah, because they're not even counting 3DS in my eyes or right? they're not counting PS Vita, which apparently has one of the craziest big lineups, according to Greg Miller and fucking Colin from yeah. Kind of Funny. They just go on about it all the time. And it yeah. just it no, feels absolutely. it just feels stupid that this Shafted. little side-scrolling it yeah. mover is, a, I don't know. I don't know. It's annoying. stupid. It's dumb. Uh, best independent game... Rocket League. Rocket League. Totally Great. fine with that again. Developer of the year is kind of a no-brainer, but uh, CD Projekt Red Following killed Following the it. theme, as yep. you've seen from the past awards. Exactly. And, and then... Final is a giant died hope for all of you. Game of the year. I I definitely think there's willing to be contention. There was, because Fallout is. 4 was decent, and... Yeah. What was the other one? Metal Gear Solid Five was the other one. Those yeah. are the big three that Those really Those are hit. the big three. Batman, Arkham Knight kind of sinking in almost close. They're definitely a fourth. I'll put that way. Yeah. Arkham Knight was definitely a fourth place this year, regardless for that but one. But it's got to be the Witcher 3. I, I, that game, I don't, I don't say that games are good because they have massive no, like, amounts. You could be small and be amazing. You can be, be small amazing. and great. But that game, for what it did with not only its engine... With the characters, the story. Well, I even said the DLC release. The DLC release. Um, I'm gonna check that out soon. I can't wait. Yep. I've seen it being really good. The mini game that they invented, Gwent, is like one of the coolest I card saw, games I've I ever played. I saw an played. article that some modder that, had made every combat scenario yeah. Gwent. <laughs> yes. I was like, really? Okay. Yes. That's interesting. It's totally worthwhile to do that. <laughs> oh, that game great. is awesome. There's so much in there that's great. Everything is good, and that's why it's the best game. Perfect. Yeah. So that rounds out the awards show itself. Um, that being said, there was plenty of announcements that occurred during the length of the show because they had to round out this thing as a whole event. So yeah. they also and supplemented. I'm going to leave this up to you on this one, Zane. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Out. So what's interesting is we got a few things. We got uh, the Baba Yaga DLC trailer for Laura Croft. So that's out there. You can go find that. That'll be available. Um, it looks pretty decent. I didn't. You know what? This is the sad thing. I've heard so many people love that game, say it's one of the best games of the year. But unfortunately, Due to its release alongside Fallout 4, no one played it. Yeah. I want to play it. Well, and the staggered release is weird to it, too. The fact yeah, that Xbox get has it, it now, later. PC gets it in January, and then PlayStation 4 gets it next year. Like, yeah. it's a whole... There's so much weird stuff going around They messed that release up. I'm hoping, kind of coinciding the PS4 release, we PS4 also just gets the Game of the Year full collection edition that has all the DLC with get it. Get ready. You're probably going to... Probably. And that's the better way to probably buy it, honestly. Uh, next up, we got a uh, a video about Nathan Drake. He got his ass kicked out of him. It's some more Thief's End footage. It looks really good. Focus a little bit on Sully, too. Right. I think uh, when we get into PSX, there's going to be a bigger announcement alongside so that. Too. But it did look good. Yeah, it looked decent. Uh, we got the announcement about Shaq Fu. <laughs> I, I wish we had the cricket sound right now. <laughs> I just like, yeah, that's seriously. It's like, okay. It's one of those things where uh, I'm kind of of the mindset, like, yeah, go for it, man. Like, whatever. I fucking hate that movie, though. Yeah, no shit. That was an awful movie. That yeah. and Steel were bad. Just should not exist. And yep. Kazam. Shaq oh, yeah. should just not act. Was it wasn't it called like Shazam? No, it was Kazam. Was I it remember, Kazam? Yeah, because they were they couldn't say Shazam because that was uh the DC character line. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's, that's copywritten. Right. Kazam that's was not. Kazam. So Kazam the genie that came out Kazam, of the boombox. Kazam the fucking genie that came out of the boombox. It was it was pure 90s shit. I remember as a kid, I loved it. I oh, watched I it again when I was and I 13, and it. I fucking hated yep. it. So it's one of those things where, like, 
you know what? If it's a fun little side scroller romp for like five bucks, fuck it. Who cares? It might be worth a yeah. laugh and a beer. Exactly. So who cares? Uh, we got an announcement from Telltale Games. Uh, they're doing a Batman series now. Are we shocked? No, because everything's getting a Telltale series, and yeah. about only half the gaming communities are playing them. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, I was so excited for for um, Game of Thrones. I played the first I episode. and I Played was the bored. first episode, really bored, and I wanted to get Katie and I into it, but I could I not try, get her into same, it, and it fell off same, my radar. Exactly the same set yeah. of circumstances for me. Exactly to the T. I tried getting Katie to sit with me and play with her, and we decided some stuff, and then we we're both like, "This is dumb." <laughs> Turned it right off. Yeah. So that's the sad reality of those Telltale games. Uh, we got some video of Far Cry Primal. Uh, so far, from what I've been hearing, this is exactly what the game is needed because it's so the the series has been so trenched in the, the modern era crap that it gets yeah. washed out by other modern era stuff. I think I think so, honestly the fun of the games, from what I understand of four and what I know of three, what I is it that for. Yeah. it's like the coolness of it is like the world it's that the you world inhabit, yeah and like the, the creatures you you the come stories across have been great but the yeah, stories the are, world are fine but it's, it's what that gets it. yeah it's everything in there you know and the Go ruins hang gliding parachute then yeah. pull out a bow and start shooting sh yeah it's it's yeah. all that fight a bear like yeah it's all yeah. that stuff which far cry primal perfect <sighs> mastodon saber tooth let's do this yeah uh my my heart just cries <laughs> for this one I everyone just like came to this announcement and i'm going to be honest i'm one of the few people who have not played Psychonauts. and i don't blame you it's one of those i want to play I guess, it because apparently it's amazing let me put it this way i missed out the entire time it had originally come out yeah it was one that like i stared at and was like fucking play you one of these days <laughs> like seven years went by eight years went by so menacing i finally bought it on the 360 in that shitty xbox emulated format got through it loved it because the story and all the glitch, you know, all the emulated glitches that happened, fuck them. They didn't matter because the game was that good on top of it. It was just a fun adventure platformer with a solid comedic double fine story. That's awesome. Simple. I mean, when the game is that good that you can get over the annoying hiccups like that, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And, you know, it's it's great to see that, like, it's something the fan, the community has been demanding for a very long time. And I like that they kind of were like, you know what, let's just crowdfund it. Let's see what happens. And then within a few hours, it was over a million. And they're, I mean, they've, they're funded already. Seriously. The only thing they so, can do to top this announcement would be to announce one of two games, Beyond Good and Evil 2 or Half-Life 3 confirmed. So, actually, I have two <laughs> small things for you. Well... That we'll touch on those things later because there's actually <laughs> some stuff that have been leaked recently. Oh, that fun! All right, that. But uh, Quantum Break, we got a new trailer. Still arriving. That game's in April. looking cool. Yeah, I want to play it. It's coming out around the time that I'll probably be getting an Xbox One, so I'll be very cool, interested in that one. Yeah, it's like it's like, do I get that game or do I get Deus Ex? I'm really unsure. I mean, of my probably choices. both, but probably both, staggered. But we'll see what yeah, my, which comes what my money is at. Uh, Rock Band uh, is getting Oculus because cool. okay. whatever. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered is for free on PC right now, coming to PS4 and Xbox One next year. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, we get, yeah, that's the Xbox, uh, Rocket League is coming to Xbox One. Yeah. You get into the Warthog and, Warthog. Uh, some Gears of War vehicles. Buyokisha. Um, oh, we already talked about that. Yeah, fuck you, Konami! Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then last thing was that Telltale also announced one more series, and that's a Walking Dead and Michonne series, just around that character. Uh, you know what? And I'm going to be honest. I like Michonne, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool. 
So that was it for the Game Awards stuff. Um, that was all the nitty-gritty that you can see from that stuff. Uh, it looks pretty good, just the slate that they kind of announced. It was not too much, but it was just enough to kind of float the whole event. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I picked up, uh, I think, like, 75% of the event. I don't think I finished it all. Um, I didn't watch but it, but... I enjoyed it. It was a good one. It wasn't, like, the awkward one two years ago, thank God. That, oh, I good. hope that never happens again. Yeah, right. But it, it's kind of hilarious for a laugh, though, watching back. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff will happen. I, I, I always go back to like the old uh, Microsoft presentation at GDC, where it was the one guy who just kept screaming "developers" at the crowd. Like that's <laughs> the one. That's the one that still gets me to this day. Like that one, and then uh, oh, Michael so Michael Bay. Uh, Michael Bay at, fucking, at PlayStation was it? No, it was Samsung at the oh, Samsung, Samsung? Uh, when they were presenting the Curve TV, oh, and like he yeah, got all flustered yeah, yeah. and just walked off stage <laughs> and didn't finish his speech at all. Like that one still uh, got me too. Announcement. Like you guess. Should just talk about movies you make. Like you can't even do that on stage. What kind of director are you? You can't even talk about the movies you make. Seriously, <laughs> dumbass. Um, so yeah, here's what we have from uh, PSX. Uh, we got. Joe. A uh, video about Nathan Drake and his brother reuniting from Uncharted 4. Looks great cool. still. Like, nothing's really changed there. But. Great. The other part of that. Um. Oh, yeah. There's new. Uh, it looks like there's going to be dialogue trees. This is interesting. Which is to me. super interesting for the series to Player take that. Player choice inside of an action adventure game like, like Uncharted. I'm actually really stoked for that. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the fact that we've seen the combat changes. They're now like multilateral and you can kind of handle combat in any format you want. I'm really getting excited for that game. Me I too. still have to catch up on the first three. I only played I uh, play two. two. Uh, that's that's the, funny. The only one I haven't played. I've only played. played one and three. I've only played one and three yeah. as well. So. Uh, there was that. Uh, we also had Final Fantasy VII remake footage. It looks amazing. Like it just looks flat out amazing. But then right after the Stupid, event, Stupid, yeah. I think on like Monday they clarify that it's coming out in an episodic format. Yeah. I, well, I'm hoping what it is is that you'll pay a full price, and then the the release itself is just set to a delay. Like you pay for the game, and then it's just like okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I've never been the hugest on Final Fantasy, although I get the hype. I get yeah, it. everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. excited. Absolutely. So I'm just gonna wait for it all to be out, and then uh, yeah. probably come together. Well, in a what's package. cool is along with this, you know, they showed off the footage and the new gameplay. The gameplay looks completely different. Combat used to just be a standard JRPG. Oh, the combat looks cool. And now it's this cool, like, very active format with yeah. the ability to like call down attacks and stuff. And I was gonna say it took like the few things 13 got right, mm. and then put them into this. And I'm when like, I was reading yeah, it, it's, it's right. got a little bit of a feel from like Dissidia, Final Fantasy, and Ooh, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so okay. yeah. Um, but simultaneously released, or, or I should say, released on Saturday was uh, Final Fantasy VII, the original, on PS4 with achievements and trophies or whatever. Fun. So, check that out. It's like 10 bucks. Um, there's a new Call of Duty World League trailer from PSX. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really know what that was about. Like, it just felt like one of those things where you're like okay sure. yeah kind of but we also got the first it's announcement the for the awakening dlc which is the first dlc and much like that used to be for xbox where xbox used to get a month before playstation it's Why now the flipped fuck not right it's now playstation and then xbox so there's that if it's good it's one of those things where i didn't buy the season pass with my copy because i wait until like three of them are out and then i go okay is now worth it is it i don't know yet smart um we got some uh, Toby, the character from Battleborn, uh, his reveal trailer came out, which Battleborn's looking more and more like an Overwatch type of game. So it's a, it's a MOBA shooter. I am very interested to this see one's from how these all compete together, especially with the other MOBA that got announced. Oh, yeah, there was one more, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we got Street Fighter Five. We got the Fang character trailer, which was just it's the from what I understand it's the last trailer they're gonna show before the release, and that beyond that it's gonna be DLC characters. So it's not cool. surprised, right? Um, we got Dead Star Escape Run game mode trailer, which you know it looks like it's I, an isometric kind yeah. of sh- sky shooter kind of game. Like it's one I, of those old I, games. I like the idea of it though. I Me think too. I might have a place that might have a place in my heart. I kind of hope it comes to uh, plus. Yeah, that might be a really good avenue for it. That would actually be a great one. Um, looks like six adult games are coming to PS4. Uh, I didn't really look at which. Oh, here they are: Death's Gambit, Duck Game, Rain World, Raise the Dead. Which Raise the Dead I've heard is actually really amazing. I've heard that from many people in the medium, like uh, the guys at Giant Bomb, and I've heard the some of the kind of funny guys who have talked hmm. a lot about Never Raise the Dead. It's a game where you're like you, ra- you literally you raise the dead, but it's what's funny is it's spelled Ray. Raise like, the roof. Like the character, his name is Ray. Yeah, and it's his uh-huh. the dead. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, it's a little twil- play on words. <laughs> it's a little fun thing. Um, Double finds Headlander and uh, small radios and big televisions. So these are all games that have been featured on the Adult Swim site. Adult Swim actually has a decent game studio set up. Like, out of all those like you know like television networks making games on their websites. Adult Swim is the most professional about making actual games that are not just plugs. Well, they're also the geekiest probably out of all. Probably, of honestly. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Tim Schafer also came out and uh, showed off Day of the Tentacle Remastered, which is like an older Double Fine game. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. That's a, it's an it's a okay game. I, okay. I think it's totally overrated, though. That's fair. Yeah. That happens a lot, though. Uh, they also announced their uh, Full Throttle Remastered is coming for PS4. Oh, okay. Um, alongside uh, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, a standalone game for VR. Uh, so it's just set in that world. Uh, I'm pro- if, I ever, if I ever invest in VR, I'll be getting that game. I'll put it that way. Because I'm, I'm on the fence about the VR. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm probably going to give it like a little bit of time. But the thing that I want more than anything in the goddamn world mm-hmm. is fucking um, EVE Online Valkyrie. That That'll thing cool. is my shit. There you go. Yeah. Um, we got another announcement for Don't Starve Together console version. We've already had Don't Starve on the con on PS4 for like a while. I it was one that I tried out and hated. I I can't get into it either. It's just I, just I know I know it. what it's for though. Right. There are people that will love it. Exactly. But not for so me. So now there's gonna be a cooperative version that's hitting console soon. Uh we got Zodiac or Canon Odyssey trailer. Uh, looks like a decent okay. PS4 and Vita game. Um Looks like we got uh, some Hitman Go on PS4 and Vita. Uh, I am totally Bra- getting annoyed with that game. Right, Brawlhalla though looks pretty funny because oh. that one that one looks like a fun little arcade game. So that'll be an interesting one. I looks. like the name, right? Brawlhalla, yeah. just so cool. Uh, we also got the announcement that on December eighth today, as this records and will be going up today, uh, we'll be getting Yakuza Five on PS3 and the upcoming. Yakuza Zero on PS4 will be coming out later this year. Or I'm very. I, I kind of want to play that as a Yakuza Zero. I've only heard good things from the Yakuza franchise, so I'm it's really one curious. of those weird ones where it's like you know, it's like kind of like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, the right Dynasty Warriors is so much fun. Mm-hmm. The wrong one is just uh, this is this is retarded. Yeah, yeah. Um, they continue their partnership with SNK Playmore with the release of Last Blade 2 and the PS4 console exclusive release of King of Fighters uh, 19, or no, sorry, 14. 
Roman, okay. numer- no, Roman numerals are hard sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, 14. Um, we also got uh, Koi Tecmo's Team Ninja showed off the uh, Neo, um, which is a new Ninja franchise. Looks like it's kind of following in the footsteps of the uh, Ninja Gaiden franchise in a way. Yeah, by, I think like, I saw similar. something on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Me too. I'm, I liked the Ninja Gaiden franchise. I, it was hard. But I, I liked it. one and three. I didn't like two. I never tried Sigma. I never played three. I've only played one and two. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious of it. You know. Um. They then we also had some uh, showings for Bastion, which still looked good. I mean, I love Bastion. So there you go. The original release is great. That it's available great. for Vita for three dollars now. Hey. As of Saturday. Uh, there is a Bit Trip six game HD package for ten bucks. I'm probably going to get it because I loved the BitTrick games. All right. Yep. Do it. Um, it's also cross-buy, so it's available on all your consoles if you buy it once, which is Fun always thing a good thing. Fun thing about PlayStation. We also got Nuclear Throne, and they revealed a game, or a uh, trailer, sorry, for uh, Stormcloud Games' new Brutal. Uh, it's based on Ashy fantasy game uh, a-s-c-i-i all you capitals. sounded so uncertain of that one dude sometimes companies like to choose with the weirdest wording so i'm gonna let that load while i go on to the next thing <laughs> we also got some mlb the show 2016 or whatever you know care. what hey i know some people who oh, yeah, love that exactly. franchise i don't get it it's all like all sports games I don't <laughs> yeah really that's care. true um, i like fifa give me some rocket league that's a great sport that, game. very <laughs> true we'll come back to that that's again. my favorite uh, Scott wrote of uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America took the stage and talked about the multiplayer free-to-play strategy game Guns Up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we also got um, the multiplayer co-op game Fat Princess Adventures, which I remember seeing a trailer hey! way back at E3, so that's pretty cool. Hey, more Fat Princess. I love that game. There you go. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, anyways, um, well, that's a available today wow i didn't realize oh, that was fat, out saturday oh fat princess avengers yep uh, is out on ps4 co-op version so i might have to look into that right that could be fun. uh present ceo of insomniac games came out and talked about the evolution of ratchet and clink's reimagining so i totally forgot that the uh, remake will be coming out uh april 2nd with its big film adaptation coming out april 28th i'm gonna be totally honest that film is gonna suck i'm gonna be totally honest you are right. <laughs> but the remake game. Hey, the remake though, right? <laughs> yeah, there we Fuck go. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm still probably going to wind up seeing that movie, but I'm just not in any sort of big I've, screen I've format. seen some like concept from it and everything. And it's just like... That it's like, so you just like took trash. all the cut scenes from every one of the games and just shoved them into a movie. Okay. It's trash. Um, then we got Richard Marks, uh, Dr. Richard Marks, sorry, ooh, ooh. of... Uh, Again, Sony Computer Entertainment America uh, showed off two-player PlayStation VR competitive game uh, demo, a Tron-inspired duel with players hurling discs at one another. Cool. Fucking disc war. Let's do really this. Really cool. Um, we got Res Infinite announced for PlayStation VR, which Res is one that... I know there's a fan base out there. Res again? Like R-E-Z, Res, just the oh, Res. Just Res. That, that, uh, okay. It's, it's a rhythm game, I think. Oh, I want to okay. say it was like a weird, weird like snake-like rhythm game, if I recall correctly. Very so good. not the thing that you play on YouTube? I don't even know, man. <laughs> I'm all sorts of confused now. Um, 
Yeah, so then we got more upcoming PlayStation VR games. Uh, Eagle Flight from uh, Ubisoft looks pretty interesting. It looks like it's you're controlling an eagle from fucking Assassin's Creed flying around the towns. And I'm going to be totally honest. Some of the VR stuff, like, while really cool looking, it looks it's like it's totally just a tech demo. tech demos. Yeah, not yeah. even a game. So there's that. Uh, the Modern Zombie Taxi Company VR trailer was also shown, which... If that's crazy taxi oh, with dude. zombies, I don't even this world I don't know, man. I'm done. I don't know. I don't even know anymore, man. Um jeez, oh, we got uh we got a job simulator coming to PlayStation VR because of course there's a billion job games out there. Uh they unveiled Gollum, a Simu Lacrum game. Oh, it's a curriculum simulator game. Okay. Uh created by new developer Highwire Games and built from the bottom up for VR. Looks interesting. Looks like you take control of a golem. So that's always nice. Cool. Uh, we also got 100 Foot Robot Golf, and that's the name of the game. It's quite literally what? you just control a giant robot playing golf in a city, destroying the city with your game of golf. That is crazy, but could be mindless fun. You know what? If it costs like two bucks or comes free with your copy <laughs> of your 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 peripheral well, and that's where we always get down to it's like okay what that gonna cost what's it gonna cost how are we gonna yeah. obtain this because <laughs> if i obtain it for free like we did with like the wii and the, the little uh the, the what is it the sport game yeah on the wii yeah, yeah, yeah. give me that for vr let's just have a whole disc of just stupid vr games to mess yeah. around with uh we got ace combat 7 trailer there's I a, mean, there's I'm, a lot of people that like the, that franchise. I have gotten into Ace Combat. Um, I thought Hawks was a little bit better for those kind of games, but uh, not much better. Mine mine was uh, Air Assault, I think okay. was what it was called, which was the one that was on the 360. That okay. one was cinematically so much fun to play. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, like, Hawks was like a Tom Clancy style, just like very Hawks simulator. Hawks was so classic, and yeah. it was kind of fun in that way. But Yeah, ooh. I get you. Uh, we got... Oh, yeah, this is out today for Destiny players. People who, like me, are probably going to jump on and fuck with this because it looks like a lot of fun. Sparrow Racing, finally a thing, a real thing for three weeks. The next three weeks, you'll be able to play and do Sparrow Races and win 320 gear out of those races if you play. It looks like Wipeout, Destiny Edition. Yeah, it does. It does. I and don't so know. far, I've been hearing from it like that. That's what I, it sounds like. I know everyone's excited, but like, I don't know. For some reason, this announcement and then the announcement that they're going to stream out like small little so, content. Yeah, following that up know, as of today, it. because there was tons of questioning like, hey, yeah, what is our next big piece of content? And they basically said, like, no, like, we're going to do a bunch of event stuff that is funded by the microtransactions coming out this year. And we're going to compare the two year. Basically, the idea that I'm getting from it is they're going to compare this year and last year and kind of see how the revenue stream looks and also how they want to start giving us content going forward. I'm so curious, we'll see. but I am, I'm going to admit Since my feelings. Is, I'm let me not put it this way. Optimistic. Since you've already got the Taken King, you have nothing to lose by jumping and playing this. For everyone out there. This is, for, this is just an announcement to everybody. Since you, if you have the Taken King... No, you uh, you absolutely PlayStation have Racing nothing to. This is free. Is free, is and free. you can play it right now if you go and update your PlayStation. Yeah, it's that is totally Boom. fair. I'm not I'm not complaining that. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. know, it's like I agree with you though. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the announcement or anything like that. After I just that, don't care. And I don't really. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like this is something <laughs> the community kind of was trying to like clamor for. And I've, it's true. I've just it's one of those things Very where I've never true. cared personally, but I've heard it constantly. Oh my god, everyone's wanted. So it. cool. Thank you for trying it. And if it, they've Good also point. announced that if it's if it well liked enough during these three weeks and well played enough that they'll probably keep it on cool which pff, awesome 
Um, next up, we got uh, Ruin Ruinic Games. Ruinic Games, sorry. Uh, Hob is a game that looks like it's just like a weird platformer. It just looks like an interesting cell shaded platformer. Do you hob along? Probably. Okay. Uh, we got Nino Kuni Two Revenant yeah. Kingdom baby trailer from Level Five. That looks pretty Fuck good. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and then the last real thing that was shown off was the Paragon debut trailer from a new MOBA by Epic Games. That so was the, the other one. MOBA the I alluded one. to. Yeah. I'm very, very curious. Um, this this next year is going to have a lot 2016, of MOBAs. well, and we've, we've said this in the past, it usually takes about two, two and a half years for any developer to gain like actual movement steam on a console. That's we had, true. These consoles came out two years ago, so we're just now seeing the announcements about the really cool stuff that actually utilizes the power properly. It was also released or leaked. I don't remember how they... Oh, yeah, it was, it was leaked because uh, the developer kits had the 7th core unlocked out of the 8th core processor in the PlayStation this past, like, month. It makes sense. It makes sense why they're coming out, like, guns blazing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, now that we've got our PlayStation 4 working at maximum capacity... It's almost max. It's just under. Okay, just under maximum yeah. capacity. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um, so stuff is starting to come out that way, which looks cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what else we get this year. It looks all very profound and cool. Yeah, I hate um, to say it. It's like Xbox One, man. It's like it's doing so many good things, right? But it's just a hair under that underwhelming level that PlayStation 4 is consistently Xbox meeting. has the, announce, the game announcements that we're looking forward to. But the thing is, is that they're also followed up by some announcements that we just don't care about. Whereas PlayStation sounds like they're actually pushing themselves forward a little bit more in terms of how they're going to push the developers forward. So, like, PlayStation that's has a, a brighter horizon that's, like, out there. And Xbox is like, tomorrow's going to be really cool, but I don't know what's going to happen after that. I think I'm just going to give a crazy bullshit uh, prediction okay. right here. Yeah, yeah. I think the Xbox One will have a shorter console life than the PlayStation 4. I'm going to 100% agree with you. Cool. All right. That was, that was fun. Yep. So that was that. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was only, like, one or two other things I think that I was going to mention, and I already forgot about them because nice. we've been moving along. Um. Yeah, there was just some other stuff that came out this past week. I'm just gonna go real quick. Uh, we can talk about Snoke real quick if you want. Go for it. Uh, there know. was a concept art just released uh, today, as a fact. Collider broke this one. Um, this is concept art, pretty much that we don't know if it originated from someone at Lucas uh, Lucasfilm or if it actually was fan-drawn, and they simply confirmed it. Uh -huh. But Collider called their resources, called their people, and they are standing by their guns 100% that they have been confirmed by the people in charge that, yes, Snoke will look something akin to that concept art. And it is floating around the internet. Um, oh, if you go onto Twitter or, <laughs> or Reddit or pretty much anywhere you search up Commander Snoke, it will most likely be the recent thing as of now. Today. Okay. Um, it looks very, very similar to a Mune concept that mm -hmm. we've seen before, but more of a Dark Mune, which would make sense because, as we all know, there's a certain Darth Lord that was mentioned in the prequels that we may or may not be alive. Yeah. Plagueis Gate. Plagueis. Finally. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm just like no, Plagueis yeah. is alive. He's gonna be in here. And like what we, you and I were kind of talking earlier, believe it loosely. I think we're both kind of on the same that this trilogy will have him very much in them. I just think the first film will be light on him with heavy two and three. 
I I would also agree to a point. I think they because they've already confirmed that Commander Snoke is going to be there. Right. I think something will happen, but it'll probably be like that, like you know, Darth Maul, aka Kylo Ren, in this yeah. case, talking. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. <laughs> you know, I think it'll, it'll be, be like, kind of like that. Ugh. One thing, one thing I was thinking of is actually what might be interesting is Kylo Ren being such a, a devout Sith at this point. Um, one way or the other. Yeah, one way or the other. Um, has been worshiping all those holocrons like we've been talking about over the past few podcasts. And one of them will be of Plagueis, assuming he's dead. And then near the end of the film, he'll walk out and he'll just be like, you have much to learn. And he'll just be like, I would basically like fall on the ground bowing I think, his head yeah, off. Like, I think yeah. Plagueis is going to be real life Commander Snoke. Okay. Um, known by military advisors in one of the factions. And I think something akin to what you're saying is how Kylo Ren will come across him. Maybe the Knights of Ren are maybe manipulated. No one understands like who be. he is yet. And yeah. then Kylo Ren figures it out. I think that, yeah. yeah. So I think he'll be the one that proves that he's worthy of apprenticeship. Yeah, I do not think Kylo Ren will be dying in this film. No, not even a little bit. I'm I think he'll get sure. some kind of deformation of some kind. Yeah, Because the movies the, are known for yeah. limbs removal yeah. but like one of the problems of the prequel trilogy was it had like a new dark lord every yeah, single movie and it's like true. give me someone badass that's gonna that's stick around a little bit and doesn't die within five seconds of like, yeah winning. seriously i just killed your master now let's fight oh i'm dead <laughs> yeah and then dooku was limp dick fight with yoda so yep, that yep, didn't even yep. count he needed that viagra so the one thing i mainly forgot was uh cd project red also announced today that they really want to get Cyberpunk 2077 out by the end of 2016. I'm just skeptical of that. They, they can't do it though. No. That would be rushing. They, they thank you. I'm willing thank to you. wait till 2017, this is like when not only Cyberpunk will come out, mm -hmm. but I'll have my Ghost in the Shell early in the year. Yeah, That's gonna be right. my Cyberpunk year. Oi. Yes. I'm I'm all in. I'm right there with you. So that was the main one. That was the big one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other thing was that we already touched on was that Destiny. You know, Bungie confirmed that they're not doing big Destiny DLC for confirmed. year two. Again, whatever. Um, oh yeah, that kind of rounds out our podcast. I think that's a good week. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a solid week. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that came out of those two exposed, but we pretty much nailed the time right on the head that we wanted to hit today. So with that, uh, you guys can go over to our Facebook page, Geek Domination. Look for the little skull with glasses and a lightsaber and a medieval sword behind it. Yeah. Looking real cool. Uh, you can head over on our website, which also has that as a giant picture on geekdomination.net. Uh, reach out to us at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. That's all one word, no caps, nothing like that, nothing crazy. Yeah, no, while you no listen, we characters. will listen for your comments. Exactly. AKA read them. Yeah, read them. We'll read them no and, you know, and respond. Unless you give us a MIDI file, because then that's be kind of weird. I, I, I don't know even know if we have anything to read that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's one of those. Right. Like, don't do that. Yeah, please don't. Uh, just, just comment or whatever, uh, email, whatever. Um, head over to our Twitter, uh, at Geek Domination, G33KDOMINTION. Uh, you know, me and Anthony both have Twitters on there. I'm not, I've been far less active than I should be lately on it. I'm like, I'm like semi consistent. I'll like, yeah, I'll I've drop seen in, stuff from you, say something, just, I've been so strike up a empty. conversation. I had an interesting, uh, quick conversation with Harloff, actually, Christian Harloff of oh, BMC. Real cool. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Nice. But that was a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me at Jazzman4. That's J-A-Z-Z-M-A-N-4. And then you can follow Anthony over at Tyson Brothers. Yeah, at Tyson Brothers. Yep. T-Y-S-O-N-B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S. Yep. All in your case. 
all lowercase. And then lastly, you can just check out our YouTube page. That's where Anthony's putting up a lot of reviews and stuff. I've been a little off in the last week or so, but family and all yeah, of this absolutely. nonsense during this, this time of the year holiday drives time of year. me fucking crazy. We have uh, two more podcasts for the rest of the year. Next, so if, just to give you guys a good little heads up, next week will be the second to last. We'll be for this year for 2015. We'll be covering all of the Star Wars stuff leading up to Force Awakens. And then the following week, we're going to do an end-of-year wrap-up where we look back at all the predictions we made and look at all those things and compare it versus what our predictions were and talk about it. It's going to be fun. It'll be a good time. And then we'll see you in 2016 after that. So Woo! see you guys later. Bye. Bye.